Welcome back, everybody. This is episode four of the Padraplegic Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving your comments. Thank you for all the stuff and all the listens that you've gave us for our first three episodes. We're going to keep this rolling, try to get as many of these done as we can. Um, i got to get some housekeeping items out of the way, obviously. We are sponsored by the Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Association. That's azspinal.org. You can call them at 602-507-4209. That's if you have any questions or also that they, they provide, uh, you, you guys provide we, services. Yeah, we got resources, activities, we got all kinds of stuff going on. We just had our conference this last Friday. We're going to talk about that in, in a minute, in a minute for sure. Um, you can find this podcast on YouTube. You can find this podcast on Spotify, on iTunes. Wherever you find this podcast, just do us a favor. Please hit subscribe. It helps us out so much. So that way we can continue to provide you with information and an entertaining podcast if you find us entertaining. Uh, Also, Facebook, you can go to Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Friends. That's on Facebook, Arizona Spinal Cord Injury Friends. Don, Eric, and myself have 100-plus years of living with an experience living with a disability. We are also not medical professionals. I repeat, we are also not medical professionals. So if you are having emergent medical issues, please contact your doctor or 911. We are not the people to come to. I promise you that. Promise. All right. Uh, also, there probably will be mature language and content out of me. There will be. I don't know about these guys. <laughs> yes, I'm there will try, be. I'm going to try to be mature, but, I mean, it's kind of Swear jar. <laughs> yeah. I got one in front of me. It's full. Um, and uh, also, just make sure you don't sue us. That's yeah. great. Yeah. No we have else. no money anyhow. Yeah, you're not going to get much. Yeah. You might get a couple of microphones out of the deal. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll clean bankruptcy before that at, happens. At any time you have any <laughs> issues, please contact Eric Kenning. At uh, azspinal.org. You can call him also at 602-507-4209. Call him with any questions, concerns, oh. or comments that you have. Yeah. Negative or positive, he wants to hear from you. That's, that's so true. So please call him and send, <laughs> send anything his way. He's Not rolling mine. his eyes right now. <laughs> oh Not gosh. mine. And after that, we go right into the news. Mr. Beep, Eric Kenny. Nerd alert. Nerd. Beep, boop. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Beep, boop. Nerd Still working on the network. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, interesting stuff in March already. We're not even halfway through the month, and I found a ton of stuff. Uh, in Germany, I guess, are you still using stigmatizing terms such as mentally perverted and mentally weak? They are actually changing that, and it was in their penal code. code. Um, so they're going to change that now. And so they're going to make it more um, more PC, so which is good. Um, the other thing, Twitter's prohibiting dehumanizing disability posts. Um, Twitter is cracking down on posts that dehumanize people with disabilities with a new policy pledging to remove such content. I wonder what they consider dehumanizing. I know, right? I mean, there's a lot of variation. I mean, dang. Yeah, that's going to be a difficult I wonder what, one. I wonder what the wording on that is. Maybe, maybe the... For next one, you can try to read that fine print, huh? You know what? I may have to do that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's see what we can see what, <laughs> see what we can come up with. Look, we got it. We got to keep them informed. We got to keep our listeners. Yeah, informed no, on you're we right. don't want them posting some bad things on Twitter and then getting banned. Um, let me see. To address the DSP shortage, lawmakers want nationwide headcount. So this is actually we track the number of direct support professionals for the first time under a new proposal designed to help address the shortage of these workers. So I'm thinking this is like caregivers and stuff, you know. So, so go ahead. Say they're, they're doing what with those again? Um, they want to track the number of direct support professionals for the first time ever. So they want to actually get a number count. Oh, okay. Um, and this is to help to address the shortage of actual workers. Yeah, um, well, that is happening. They could pay them more. Well, it's yeah, tough. I mean, that's a tough. That's a really tough thing. You can't I mean, make. You can't make a living being a caregiver. You can't. I mean, look, it, it's difficult both ways. I mean, as as a business owner, I, I actually work. I own a business in this in this field, so it's it's tough to have margins, and then also pay a living wage because. When you get reimbursement from either the state or from insurance companies, they only reimburse you a certain amount of money. So yeah. you can't pay them more than they reimburse you, right? I mean, that's just it, it doesn't work that way. So it, in order for right. that to change, that that has to be a legislative issue. Yeah, and I think, uh, and I think you're addressing the exact issue there too, because it, it doesn't fall on you. It right. falls it falls on what they consider a, an hourly wage for a caregiver. Absolutely. So yeah, and then when you're dealing with state insurance too, they usually half it. Right. So that doesn't help. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, even, I, I don't, I don't deal with the state, so I don't, I don't know exactly how much they pay. So I, mean, I can imagine it's even lower than because yeah, I deal with private half. insurances. Usually, so. they do it. They treat it like out of glass. You know, you yeah. got the national, you got the national rate, and then the insurance company says, "I'm only going to pay this much," sure. and that's what the state does. So. Well, you look at a lot of people that have split shifts; they just need somebody in the morning and in in the evening. Yeah. I mean. Who's going to work that? Right. For, it's difficult. For 12 bucks an hour, you know? No, not very no. many. And no, that's right. one of the, the most difficult parts of, of, of being a business owner in this in this field is finding quality people that are willing to go for a few hours, right? Because it's di- it, that's very difficult to do, especially at 12 to 14. I mean, max and at $15 an hour, right? I mean, it's just hey, difficult. Shut, can you remind me, what's the name of your business? Roll On Rehab Incorporated. Okay. Rollonrehab.com. All right. Well, check. You should check that out, people, because he's got some good stuff going on. And uh, so, but, but I mean, but I think this is a huge issue, especially for for people who who really need care, right? I mean, and even the fact that they split that up on people too, and they shouldn't, they shouldn't, uh, the government shouldn't be allowed. In my opinion, this is all again my opinion. The government shouldn't be allowed to say that you only need two or three hours a day of care. That should not be in anywhere in the government's realm of what they do that should be a doctor you should be consulting your doctor you should be talking to them and and, and figuring out exactly what it is your needs are so that way you can be taken care of i mean i know a lot of people that have that like state only gives them two hours or in the morning right right i mean what if you gotta go to the bathroom at night well you're Mm -hmm. the state has a vested interest in giving you the least amount of hours they can because they're going to be paying for it, right? Right. So they will come in and try to lowball you all day long. And so really, I mean, I tell people, I mean, not to lie about what you need, but think about on your very worst day. That's you know, right. if you're feeling bad, how long is it going to take? How long do you need to get dressed? You know, what kind of hours do you need to do your yeah. laundry? And, I mean, otherwise they're just going to cut, cut, cut until you're and down find to a nothing. good doctor. Because yeah. doctors can help you out with that too. I mean, if you get it, if you get a script from 
you know, a, a good doctor that says that you need eight to ten hours a day of care, I mean, a lot of insurance companies can't argue with that. And if they do, then there's there's legal there's legal ways to go through that. What determines whether you get nurses, STNAs, caregivers with no credentials? Like, how does that work into well, it? Well, state law here determines some of that, right? So, um, as far as bowel care goes, right, in the in the state, the law determines that if you need digital stimulation, it needs to be done by a licensed professional, which is an RN, right? I mean, so mm-hmm. for some of us, we're not all always on a regular schedule. So for, for some of us, you know, RNs are something that are needed mo- maybe more than once a day, right? I mean, you, you may need them full time. You may not. I mean, depending on whether or not you have pick lines or you have vents, I mean, ventilators, all those kind of things come into play. Um, so if you are a new newly injured person, I, I would strongly suggest you talk to somebody who has been injured for a while, somebody like Don, who is actually like an early inter- intervention coordinator. Find somebody like that that can, that can direct you down the right path so that way you don't set a precedent with your insurance company because once you set that precedent, it's very difficult to get more, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's easy to get less. <laughs> well, I mean, we're all trained to be as independent as possible, so... If they're doing an interview with us or trying to get figure out how many hours we deserve, I mean, we're all telling them, yeah, I can do that, I can do that, because we want to sound independent. Meanwhile, they're just cutting, cutting, cutting. Sure. So, yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it, right? Look, I mean, like I've, you said. I've, I've told many people this, and I, and I will tell them all the time. The more you get, the, the better off your life is going to be, because you can always you know, not have somebody there, right? I mean, you can always you yeah, say, cho- hey, I you can You have choices. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you give yourself opportunities and choices to, to live a different life maybe than you would if you were stuck in your bed for eight hours a day because you didn't have anybody to help you get up and out of it. So, right. you know. I actually know someone that's that's uh, stuck in bed, actually. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's tragic. I've actually known people that have been in, in their house for 20 years, never left. You know, it's insanity. I mean, mm-hmm. some of this, some of the stuff I'm hearing uh, at the association is amazing. You know, but it's like either they didn't have the care that they needed to get out, or the support, or really sometimes it's they didn't, they didn't really, they were scared to leave their own home. And, and that's a th- that's an issue. You know, I mean, I, I'll I'll be honest in the fact that I I, ha- I struggle with those kind of issues sometimes too. Like. Yeah. You know, I mean, on days in which you know my bowel my bowel care goes wrong, or my or you know my bladder care is going off, or going bad, uh, you know, I I have anxieties about leaving the house. Oh yeah. You know, or yeah, or me how too. far am I going away? Right. I mean, how far away from the house am I going? Is there going to be a bathroom that I can access? The or ba- bathroom. Do I have a shower chair to do that? Right. Or a chair to, to you know. So, it's it's definitely a, a legitimate a legitimate concern and a legitimate worry. Uh, but but it's something that you can manage and you can work through. Yeah, I, that bathroom care, uh, bathrooms for me are huge too. You yeah. know, and I'm not using a catheter, but boy, when I need that bathroom, I need the bathroom. You know, I mean, it's just there's no negotiating that one. Right, and and then imagine being somewhere in a, in a public area where there's large crowds of people. Oh yeah, right? there's yeah. only one bathroom. Yeah, right. There's only one stall that like, you can probably use. Right. Yeah, yeah, and you know how big the lines get. Oh, Good goodness gracious. Lord. You know, I mean, I, I was just dealing with that over the week, the last this week. You know. I oh mean, yeah, you should share some of that. Well, this week, last week, I was in Las Vegas from Wednesday till Sunday, uh, doing with what I do for my other work, uh, which is 
media stuff for the UFC and, and MMA, uh, mixed martial arts. If anybody doesn't know what that is, that's fighting, professional fighting, um, you know, cage fighting, if some people call it. Uh, so I was out there, um, and, and you deal with that issue all the time, right? I mean, we're talking about the bathroom thing right now. You know, you go into the, the arena, and you can only use certain bathrooms because you're credentialed as media, so you can't go to the general population area, right? You're stuck in certain areas, and you go to that one bathroom, and there's a line of 25, 30 people, and there's only one stall you can use. And, I, and I'm telling you, nobody uses that stall to urinate. Nope. <laughs> Everybody uses that, that stall for for the other one, and it takes forever, right? And so you're constantly waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. And then you have the issue, too, of with me, the caregiver, the person that I brought with me was was, was a female. Yeah, so now yeah. you have a men's bathroom, right? And And you have a female, and it's all men. So they don't necessarily feel comfortable. You know, the, the female, the person, the caregiver may not feel comfortable going in with you. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's just, a, I mean, we've all been in men's bathrooms. It, right. Most guys, I mean, they're standing, you know, too far away from that urinal. You know what I mean? <laughs> it ain't pretty. And no. Nope. So it's, there's a lot of issues that go in with that. And, and if there's not a family bathroom or something of the sort, right, what are you, what are you going to do? Right. You just kind of have to deal with it. I, I know for me, um, a lot of times I'll ask the caregiver where they feel more comfortable, whether it's the women's bathroom or if they're okay coming in the men's. And if they they say women's, then they go. I have them go in and announce to everyone, hey, I'm a caregiver taking care of somebody, and I'm going to bring a man through here just so everybody knows. And then they, you know, then I'll go in there and use the women's. That's cool. So it, I mean, it's more—it's about I, I don't know—it's about comfortability, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's compromise too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really. But it—you it, shouldn't, you know, like that's something that in 2020 we shouldn't have to do. Yeah. I know. Right. But again, legislation just does nothing for us. Well, I have one more piece of news, which get after it, which is absolutely—I can't believe I'm mentioning this in March 2020. So the FDA finally bans devices used to shock those with developmental disabilities. Now, when I read that, I was like, are we still doing this stuff? You mean like? Like electroshock therapy. Uh, You know, just people uh, with mental disabilities. It's just like, oh, okay, well, you're not doing what I want you to do. Let's hook you up. (laughs) You know, I mean... That's that's god awful. That's some pretty that's some pretty awful stuff that they're finally getting around to getting rid of. I mean, oh, oh let me read the uh, so federal officials are banning devices used to administer electric shocks on people with develop, developmental disabilities, citing an unreasonable and substantial risk of illness or injury. Wow. I mean, <laughs> the only thing that I know or that I in my profession have seen that electroshock therapy can help with is severe depression. And that's just to kind of jumpstart your system to get you going again. Because depression takes you down to this low, 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 low point. And those people are able to give consent. Exactly. Mm. You know, why the heck they would be doing this to these individuals, you know, unless it was specifically for that. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not a professional in this arena. You know, so I don't know for a fact, but it, it just seems ridiculous. You know, and the, and to be honest, 
you know, some of the stuff I found out with developmental disabilities, you know, it wasn't too long ago where they put them in, you know, arenas such as sanctuaries, sanitariums, that's what it's called, sanitariums, and basically they are all naked and filthy and barely eating healthy enough to survive, and they just, people just left them there, you know, and, and uh, that wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. You know, so yeah. Who was it that broke that the big story? Was it Geraldo Rivera? What the Willowbrook thing where he went in? Oh, I mean, I'm not a big fan that, of Geraldo, but was the Willowbrook like in Minnesota? I think it was. <laughs> like was in it? New York or something. Was it New York? And he went in and Someone took video, and it just kind of blew up the whole mental institution Ooh, thing. Let me let me see. I'm gonna get my. I think it was. I'm gonna get my phone out. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna> look <laughs> that one up. Yeah, it wasn't. I think it was Geraldo, and uh, um, you know, it was it really changed things because people saw the horrific conditions these people were in, and it just kind of changed public sentiment on the whole issue. I I, I feel was that, that way about um, like uh, homes, you know, like the, the the homes that they have people in now. Like, what, what are they called? I, I'm spacing long term long term care long term right. care facilities right I mean sometimes they'll have one nurse for 15 20 patients right I mean how are you supposed to go about your daily living if yeah. you you only get that like that little that little time with, with, with a professional they uh, euphemist euphemistically call them skilled nursing facilities now I mean yeah. one thing I'm, there's not really skilled nursing going on there there's some nursing, but I mean it's a lot of neglect too. Yeah, and there's certainly not any rehab going on in these places. No, so it's very difficult. Even even with hospital stays, I mean yeah. I think we touched on this a couple times before, but even with hospital stays, it's difficult. You know, it, I mean, right. if unless you have full full attention from somebody like a, that's skilled care that in when you need that, right? I mean if you don't need that, so be it. But when you need skilled care, you if you don't have full attention, it's difficult, very difficult to get get the things done you need done, such as yeah. a bowel program or yeah. catheter changes or all those kind of things, and and still be able to go out and or do you know, and and live a you know a quality of life, right? I mean, your quality of life goes way down, way down. It can be deadly. I mean, if stuff gets missed, it can be cost somebody their life. So right, we talked about yeah. pressure sores a couple a couple episodes ago. I mean, those are. Highly prominent in those, in those places. By the way, the, um, people that listen to that pressure shore episode uh, that I got feedback from, they loved it. They they said I learned things I didn't even know, you know. And these are not these are people that were not in wheelchairs, but knew someone that was, and they were like, "Wow, that was good information." So they, you know, we whereas we may not be professionals, we still provided some good information that I think people were able to take home, and that's that's our hope. You know, we're, we're just sharing our experiences here. I agree. What do we we got? We got some stories to tell. You want me to, you want me to start? Yeah. Well, I believe you started yeah. it off with a with a broken down wheelchair. Or something yeah. So like that. Uh, when I was in Vegas this week, uh, I I was there for work, and um, I was actually forced to miss a, a full day of work uh, because I was on the strip, the Las Vegas Strip, and my back caster wheel almost fell off and then locked up on me. So I was stuck right there. I mean, my chair would still go, but it was dragging the wheel. 
Are um, you talking about the chair you're in right now? Yeah. The power, yeah, the permobile power, power chair. Yeah, permobile power chair. The back caster wheel locked up completely, um, and it was sideways, locked up sideways. Oh, wow. Were you so, were you stuck anywhere inconvenient? Yeah, I was on the sidewalk and on the strip. Oh, I was dang. heading to like the the park MGM where I had to go for work from my hotel to the park MGM, and uh, and I got stuck right there, and uh, <laughs> so I had to ask. Just because the you know the person that was with me couldn't figure out how to you know or, or wasn't strong enough to you know pick the thing up or try to move the wheel or anything of the sort, so I had to ask a couple people as they were going by, and a couple drunk idiots decided they were going to help. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, one guy goes, oh, "I got it, I got it." He bends down, grabs the the back the back frame, and he goes, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm going to lift it up. One of you guys, one of you guys, move it." And I. Look, I tried to tell the guy he wasn't going to be able to do this, but <laughs> whatever. He wanted to do it, and he tried to do it anyways. He bends down all the way like he's going to do a squat and tries to pick it up, just, Hah! and it just doesn't budge, right? Throws his back out. <laughs> it's like he blew an O-ring on the whole thing, right? He was just, like that. He oh, my God. He goes, that thing's heavy. I was like, man, I told you it was heavy from the beginning. <laughs> so what we end up having to do is I had to have two guys, two guys stand behind me and uh one one guy pushed the chair to the side to where it was kind of tipped a little bit and then those two guys took turns kicking it kicking the wheel okay that as hard as they could sight kicking, you're like kicking the wheel as you're just rolling down the road. No, i wasn't rolling because i couldn't move anywhere but they were kicking the wheel. they were just kicking it just uh-huh. kicking it kick because i was like look it's it's did you get pictures stuck no, I, we weren't thinking about pictures. I, I wish we would have. You know, to be the, honest with you, I wish I would have got video yeah. of it. Yeah, because video would have been, been just great. Um, <laughs> but uh, so Even audio. Yeah. They started kicking it and kicking it and kicking it, and finally it loosened up enough to where I could wheel back to my hotel. Wow. But then I was stuck in the situation of, look, my chair's busted, right? So, like, what do I do? And this was a, on a Friday. Oh, dang. And it happened at Friday at about 2.30, almost 3 o'clock. Oh, that's the worst time for it to happen. So yeah. I'm going through everything on the on my phone that I can, every rehab company, everything, trying to get a hold of somebody here and there. Couldn't get a hold of anybody. You know, I mean, it, the one people I did get a hold of, they put me on hold and then hung up on me. I called them back, put me on hold again, and hung up, and it hung up on me. I left a few messages and never heard back from anybody. Um, what we ended up having to do was get tools from the actual maintenance guy from the hotel. And we had to loosen it up and tighten it up and try to figure out how we could get it just tight enough to where I could at least finish the work that I came to do. But I could only go like under two. I had to go under two miles an hour in my chair the rest of the time. Wow. What was wrong? Was it a. Well, the back bearing? cast, yeah, the bearings is locked. Up. Okay, so they're they're actually is they have, still haven't even fixed it yet. To, so I mean, I'm still waiting for the parts to come in here. But I mean, it, it, you know, it's just one of those things, right? I mean, they you would never have to think of mm-hmm. unless you're actually in the situation, right? I mean, and it happens all the time. I know you guys have stories about this too. I mean, oh hell yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> What do you, I mean, I know you I know you got something for us, Tom. Well, I've been thinking about all the stories over the years and near death experiences and um all the traumas, but I'll just start out with the reason I moved to Arizona and uh, that was I was uh, I'm from Wisconsin. I was going to college 
in central Wisconsin at UW-Stevens Point, which is smack dab in the middle of the state, cold as hell all the time. And uh, uh, it was the end of the semester, and I was in my old school power chair. And back then they had the uh, the wet cell batteries. They were basically oh. liquid. And uh, so it was uh, end of December. It's probably 15 below zero. And uh, I went to take a final exam, and it was the last one of the semester, and there was nobody around. I got to the building, and the door was locked. And uh, I looked around, nobody in sight. And so I'm like, well, I'll go to the other side of the building. And my batteries were actually freezing up, so I couldn't move. I was stuck there, oh, freezing no. my tail off, and thinking, this oh. is the end. This is how I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Trying to take a final exam of all things. <laughs> And at that moment, the wow. light bulb went on in my head. I'm like, if I survive this, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm moving somewhere warm and accessible. And uh, literally, that was the last class I took there and started the process to move to Arizona. So, I mean. Yeah, nothing like, like, nothing so like a life in So, death. what happened was somebody inside happened to walk by and see me kind of pounding on the door and let me in. And uh, I survived, obviously, but... I mean that. It had to have been rough to try. To, now, now imagine trying to take that final exam. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And where's you your mind at that point? You just went through a world of emotions. Yeah. yeah. Every was, emotion you could possibly go through, probably. I mean, it's funny in in retrospect, but I mean, <laughs> at the time, I was panicking. I mean, oh I, yeah. I I really thought that might be the end for me. Yeah. yeah. No, people die. People yeah. die like that. I was out there for I don't know twenty minutes maybe. Yeah, and you know below zero. That's. That's a kind of a good segue to, to talk a little bit about, you know, as quads, right? We can't regulate our temperature very well, yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, once we get cold, it's very difficult to warm. You know, it takes a long time to warm back up, you know, and your yeah. body doesn't want to do it. And you start getting, I, I get spasms, really yeah. bad spasms. And well, I think it was 70 here today, and I have a sweater on. Right, me too. And yeah, you, you okay. have a couple layers on. All right, now I run a little hotter than you guys, okay? So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like blown away that you guys are wearing sweaters i know i mean yeah but it's true you could have died you very easily could have died you know when i first moved to arizona one of the things that i heard on the news was someone was a quadriplegic in a wheelchair and it was the middle of summer and their wheel slipped off the sidewalk and no one was around and they fell out of their chair they're on the ground and and they died they died trying to get out of the sun. Wow. Yeah, but it, it wouldn't horrible. take long out here. No, it really wouldn't. I, mean, I, I was in Tucson, um, and I, I was driving. And at the time, I was coming back from uh, a gym that I was at. And I was by myself. I was driving by myself. And uh, it was about 104, 105 outside. It was in the summer. And as I was driving, the air conditioner on my car went out. And started blowing heat. Oh no! It started oh, no. blowing heat. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible, right? Yeah. And I'm, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just sweating. I mean, I'm dying at this point. I'm like, oh my god, what do I do, right? So I was super, I was so super close to home. So I tried to, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm just gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. But I'm like nodding off. I'm like nodding out because I'm, oh, I'm yeah. about to stroke out, heat stroke yeah. out, right? I'm, yeah. So I take this left and I go, and then all of a sudden I. I'm, I'm pretty much out. All I can barely see is kind of like when you look through uh, the wrong way in a binoculars, right? Yep. I could see just a little bit, and I'm like, oh, my God, i got to pull over. Well, I just whipped into this parking lot, and I smashed into about two or three things, right? And as I, and I hit the button, and I get out, 
And it was, it was one of the, you know, there's a bunch of different places, but I couldn't really know. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to get somebody to help me. And uh, I, I wheeled into a dry cleaners, <laughs> and nobody spoke English. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I'm trying to tell them, like, help me, help me, help me. And then I passed out, and I was out. I went out cold, and I, I woke up on the floor. There's some guy giving me chest compressions. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and and the lady and the lady screaming, what what I found out later is you need to leave. You need to leave. <laughs> you need to leave. Please leave. Please leave. Because <laughs> she's probably had no clue what I was what was going right, on. Right. right. I just wheeled in there just with a blaze of like blah, help me, and then blah, I would be happy out. to leave if yeah. I could get back in my chair. Unbelievable. And so I wow. had to get taken to the hospital. I was in the hospital for a day or two. Wow. Yeah, that was a rough one. So we were talking about heat. So yeah, that story popped up. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> um, I was at uh, the Renaissance Festival not this year but last year, and the Renaissance Festival here in Arizona uh, goes way back. So you can go way back to the back where the jousting is, and it's qu- it's quite a big oval. Did you hit that button? Which one? <laughs> the nerd alert button. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about jousting. Oh. <laughs> and a renaissance Thank you. Nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want anybody. We don't want our listeners, to, you know, to, to be gypped on anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, need that. You're right. Yeah, I, I should have done that right sorry, away. As as <laughs> that was right after the D and D tournament. Right. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'm at the Renaissance Festival. It's getting towards the end of the day. Um, I'm kind of hot. I'm, I'm I'm like hey I'm telling my, I'm asking my wife hey can we go I'm getting a little hot here it's towards the end of the day I need to need to get back home and regulate a little bit you know and, and she's like yeah fine let's go you know at that very moment I'm in the furthest away and I got a flat tire I had to wheel on that flat tire all I mean it was tough I was exhausted by the time I got back I can imagine wow. pushing that thing in a yeah flat tire and and the thing is brutal. the it had rained that day, so the ground was a little soft, and uh, it was just—it was brutal. It was brutal. You made it. I did. I'm here. I made it, um, and I got my tire fixed. Um, but I had a wheel on a flat tire for a little bit, and then I had to go to a bike shop the next day and go get it fixed. What about medically? You're okay after that? Yeah, like, medically. Like I, uh, what I do is I wear one of those chamois cloths. And I put it around my neck because oh, because nice. I overheat. I don't not, sweat very well. Not as a loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was wearing. Yeah, it's a oh here. <laughs> I yeah, I did forget to tell you in that story that I told I my sh- I, I had taken my shirt off too. By the way, okay. somehow I don't know how. Oh, wow. So, 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 so that adds to the fact that I wheeled in there with no shirt on. Yeah, <laughs> I can see where they would say, "Get out of here, crazy." Ramanos. <laughs> wow. No, they, so, they were Asians. Oh, okay. They sorry. were Asians. Asian Americans. Um, so, best fall out of your chair story. Is oh, that your goodness. best? You no, got okay. I got fantastic. All right. More than that. Bring it on. Oh, yeah. Let's do <laughs> this. Go ahead. I just told one. You go ahead. Well, so I remember I was going to ASU. Um, I had a full size van, and it was right before Christmas. I was going to fly home, see my family in Wisconsin, and so I was going to do a little Christmas shopping. So, I parked my van. I had the radio cranked because that's what I do had the heat blasting, and um, I looked down, and my shoe was untied, so I was like, oh, I'll bend down and fix that. Well, when I bent down, my leg spasmed, my foot came off the footrest, oh, and I no. fell out of my chair. Car running, radio blasting, heat on, 
in a parking lot. <laughs> and I'm laying there. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny now, right? Did right? they have did you have a cell phone? No, this was pre cell phone time. Oh, no. Yeah, Goodness this gracious. was probably eighty nine, ninety somewhere oh, in there. Oh, how did you and, get out uh, of that? Well, I laid there for quite a while yelling and screaming and stuff. And I mean, I messed up my face, rug burns all over my body. Oh, and um, finally, I, I kind of calmed down. And what I did is I looked in the windshield for a reflection. So when I could see somebody coming by in the reflection, I knew that's when the, I could use my energy to call. And it happened. Just the timing was perfect. I saw somebody walking by just as there was a pause on the radio. And I yelled as loud as I could. And thank God they heard me. And opened the door and finally saw that I was wow. in need. <laughs> yeah. So wow. I mean, I I thought for sure I was either a goner. I was gonna be laying there. I would have, you know. Um, That's two goner moments. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it, it was very I was very shaken <laughs> up after that. Is it? Yeah. So from that moment on, <laughs> he's laughing at me. It's, it's amazing because I got him too, man. I, yeah. I feel it. Well, it's I mean, after that, I wore my seatbelt constantly. I have not taken it off except when I'm around water now. But I, sometimes I really think it's amazing that we're really here. I mean, seriously, yeah, people. Absolutely. You know, no. I mean, the things that we've had to go through just to <laughs> survive. And that was just falling out of your chair. Stories don't really help. Don't really hurt you too much. You can oh, get back at, in, right? At, oh, so okay. So I do have one that. Let's get it. it, it this is my I want. I want one that's very embarrassing. Come uh, on. Okay, on, I'll give I you guess. my most embarrassing one. So back in the day when I was in college up in Duluth, Minnesota, um, I would go to the Granny's Sports Bar, and basically they had this this huge. Uh, I don't know, this huge, like, tent carousel thingy that would come down with lights and laser shows and all that and smoke. And and then the dancing would start, you know, but no one would start dancing right away. And, you know, I, I would like, man, this is my best time. I don't have to worry about hitting people in the legs. I can just go out there and pop and lock and do my break dancing thing. Uh, and uh, Pop and lock? Well, I was doing. Can we? Can I get a little? So, get a little visual here. Can we get a pop and lock? What, where's so, that? Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, wow. Okay, all right. Those are some moves. Hey now, yeah. hey now. some wheelies. So, so I was doing wheelies galore, and I was <laughs> doing a 360. And I'm tied in. I tie my feet in. I tie my waist in. I make sure that my body doesn't move. Well, needless to say, someone had spilt a little bit of a drink on the floor. Oh, absolutely. And so when I went to pop back. You my wheel you locked. My wheel didn't, and I fell back and hit my head. Now it would popped and forgot the lock. Yeah, and so at this point, I'm the only guy on the floor, and no all, one else. Yeah, all eyes are on you. All eyes are on Absolutely. me. Like there's this guy in the chair <laughs> laying on the ground, and I'm just like doing this and putting my hand up, like for the <laughs> love of God, someone please help me. That's fantastic. Uh. You know what's oh God, that's, that's funny. I have one like that. This one probably isn't my best one, but I got one close to that. And I'll stay. I'll stay on. I'll stay on target here with you, with the dance floor thing. <laughs> I was at one of those multi-level clubs, you know, like bars. Oh and, uh, yes. So like there was access. Uh, I was, you know, I'd, I'd had a couple adult beverages. Let's not be. You know, let's not lie about that. But, you know, I went on to the dance floor on one side, and, you know, I was having a good time dancing and all that stuff like that. But then, you know, I, I saw some of my buddies at, at the other side of the bar, you know, the other side of the dance floor. So, I'm, you know, I go back, and I go I go around, and I get over there, and I'm talking. We have a couple more drinks or whatever, and I'm like, oh, I'm hitting back to the dance floor. 
So I, instead of going around, I figured I could just come right back over here, right? I mean, mm -hmm. the dance floor I thought was connect. Oh, I see no. this coming. No, 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 no. Staring. So as I'm going, right, <laughs> no. I'm coming. You, I, a bouncer jumps and f jumps right, and he starts waving his hands. So for me, I'm hammered at the time. I think he's waving me in, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, buddy, I'm coming. Don't worry, bro. Here it comes, right? Don't worry. And, and then I'm going full bore on my chair as fast as I can, and all of a sudden I see his eyes just go boom, right? And then psh, I hit the stairs. Uh -huh. Oh, no. So my chair just stops, right? Me, I didn't stop. I flew Watch. out of the chair onto the bouncer. I hit the bouncer, right? Oh, bouncer no. falls over. I smack oh. my head on the dance floor, so I'm bleeding. I'm I'm bleeding all inside of my head, right? And I'm on top of this bouncer, and he's just cussing me out. What the? What are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, bro, I don't know. I thought, that, <laughs> I thought you were waving me in, bro. And he was like, no. And he was actually <laughs> trying to get me that to stop. That is an entrance right there, man. But yeah. I was bleeding. I mean, I, I so then I had, they couldn't get my chair off the stair thing, right? Because they needed like five or six people to like get it. Oh, yeah. How many stairs were there? I mean, one? Uh, just one? Well, four or five. Oh, at my least. goodness. Wow. At least four you, or five. And you had that chair, like a chair like that, hung yeah, oh, yeah. up on it? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you know, because I have the pin underneath that locks me into driving my car. Oh, and that's what caught you from going. That's what stopped it on the, on the stair. <laughs> <laughs> and I was gone, man. I was, I was, I was a hundred percent airborne. My buddies said I was like, they were like, dude, how'd it feel to fly, bro? Because I was, I was, I was airborne. I took that dude out. Needless to say, I got ejected from that place for sure. They threw me out. It actually had to be carried out by one of my buddies. My buddy carried me out and was had to. They were switching off and holding on to me, like you know what I mean, like just yeah, key, like yeah. whatever. What's that called? Bucket carrier, wedding yeah. carrier, oh, I don't yeah. know. fireman's carry, that. fireman's carry. How many blacklists are you on? I mean, this quite is, a few. This <laughs> is two and two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> quite a I'm few. I'm noticing a pattern <laughs> here. Maybe I should say, how many bars are you allowed in? That's probably <laughs> that's better. That's like <laughs> three bars yeah. in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I took that dude out. He was not oh, happy, wow. man. Oh, he was not wow. happy about it. But what are you gonna do, right? Well, the bouncer did his job. You win some, you lose some. I lost that one. He bounced. Yeah. That's what he did. You win the story contest. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Uh, I do have a story when I was skiing. Uh, so I was I was doing a mono skiing. So it's basically a ski, and then uh, you have a shock absorber with a frame, and you sit on it. And I'm sitting maybe a couple feet off the ground, and I got riggers on the sides. And so <clears throat> it was a it was a snowstorm, and uh, I don't know if I was actually supposed to be there or not. Um, usually, see, I, I would rent from, um, a place called Camp Courage, or Courage Center. And Courage Center, um, you know, you can come out on certain nights, but they had canceled. And I'm like, well, it's snowing. Why would you cancel? This is the best time to go skiing. Mm -hmm. So this is up on Spirit Mountain. So my buddies and I are like, hey, let's do this. I got you back. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. So, so we went and, you know, we're skiing and having a great time. And I tried to do moguls and... I ended up doing a, uh, I tried moguls for the first time and I sucked really bad and I, I stabbed my ski into the bottom part of the mogul hill mm. and it super flexed it. And then I you ended up doing a cartwheel <laughs> and one wrist was like bent completely over. Yard sale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did a yard sale and I slid down two more. <laughs> well then after that, my wrist was not too, not feeling so good. So we went home, but. 
not too many not too many weeks later I tried to do go to the moguls again and my ski caught an edge now anyone that skis knows that if you catch an edge it's you're bad gone, yeah. yeah you're gone and I was on a Rosinal ski it was a 210 and so that sucker would book and getting to the moguls you have two like culvert super bumps they go completely across the hill to slow you down. Well, I caught the edge right before I hit that bump. I was airborne. And then when I landed, I came in and I landed just in time to fall completely to the ground on my side and launch oh, right over the second one. <laughs> wow. When I landed, my ski had ripped out of the, uh, of the binding. Fantastic. Yeah, the screws and all. So I was like, well, I'm going to need some ski patrol here. <laughs> ski patrol. <laughs> so I was alive and nothing nothing got injured. But, man, uh, it yeah, yeah. I thought my friends were going to lay an egg. I mean, they were like, oh, my God. It probably looked pretty impressive, huh? Yeah. yeah I, I got <laughs> air. I got some yeah, serious air. <laughs> uh, Way to go. Did you tuck and roll or what? No, uh, there no. was no tucking. I was completely strapped in. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I even had my riggers uh, with me still when I landed. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, no, there was there was no getting away from that that mess. That's fantastic, Donnie. You got one? You got another one for us? I see you got a bunch of bullet points over there. Yeah, just all kinds of stories from thirty-seven years of living <laughs> with a disability. I mean, I don't even know where to start here. Um, I can think well. Talking about snow, I'll go back to when I was in Wisconsin, and uh, I was going to school, like I said, in Wisconsin, Stevens Point, and I got my first vehicle, and my parents drove it up from Milwaukee to Stevens Point and dropped it off, and then they continued on about another 50 miles to Wausau, where my sister was in a, um, a ski meet. So I got the idea, you know, hey, I have my van here. I'm going to get in it, and I'm going to drive it up there and surprise them. Well, I hadn't driven it before. This was all new. I got in it, and I drove about a mile, and my arms just started to seize up. I had all these, I don't know, spasms, and it, it was bad. So I just pulled over to the side of the road, and it was snowing like crazy. And I should have turned around, but I didn't. <laughs> I persevered, <laughs> and I drove two miles at a time. From Stevens Point to Wausau, pulling over every so often, and I made it, and I surprised the hell out of them, and I was really proud of myself, but uh, looking back, it was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done, because <laughs> at any point... I, I mean, when you say the dumbest thing, I've heard two near-death <laughs> experiences. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got a bunch of them, but that was... So, um, and then when I got in the, the van to leave, I put it in reverse, and I kind of fell over, so I completely missed the brake, and my car shot across the parking lot <laughs> and did not hit anything miraculously. And oh, I, like, no. <laughs> I feel your pain on that one. Yeah, I'm right? And uh, so that was my first driving experience. But, uh, you know, I made it work. I was pretty proud of myself, and I've been three vehicles later. I have not had an accident so knock on wood oh good for simulated you. table wood here <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good so yeah i like that the moral of all these stories is i'm still here yeah. i, yeah. I yeah. still made still it still made it <laughs> still alive yeah i got i got one more 
exit the chair story. I mean, I have I have multiple of these. Um, I think some of my friends are going to be angry that I didn't tell some of them. Uh, I'm only I'm only going to get to two of them. So. Well, we'll get around to more later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Just plenty. keep listening. At some point, you'll hear you'll hear your story that you were involved in. Uh, but w- I was in L.A. Um, on me and me and my buddy. Um, I won't say his name just because I don't know why. I don't know why I shouldn't say his name, but I'm just not going to. Me and my buddy Can we call were, him Bob. Uh, no. Yeah, go ahead. I don't care. Call him whatever you want. <laughs> we were uh, we were out visiting my brother. My brother lived in L.A. at the time, so we we were like, oh, let's go out and see, you know, hit hit the town and see what's going on, you know. So we were out having a good time, um, and we were leaving a bar, and and you know, we were both leaving. With, you know, there was a couple ladies with us, you know, and so we're wheeling down. I'm wheeling down the sidewalk, you know, and I'm I'm kind of like go, I'm going fast, and then I'll turn around and go backwards for a little while as I'm talking to them, you know, just kind of showing off, being a dickhead, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Not you, right? Yeah, yeah hard to go believe. And, uh, and as we're going, I'm I'm talking to this girl, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't even remember what I was saying, but right in right in the middle of it. There was a right. You know, you're supposed to go past a curb. There was no curb cut. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting there talking to her about, and all of a sudden, just wah! Right, my chair, just, the thing on the bottom again. So it always catches me. No, I was going forward at the okay. time, which is worse. I wish I would have been going backwards. Yeah. But I was going full. I was. I mean, I was whizzing past. So I was going about seven miles an hour in my chair, and all of a sudden, just wah! It just catches because there's no curb cut. I mean, we're talking about, you know, probably about a foot and a half oh, right wow. there. And I go zoosh. I fly out of my chair into the middle of the street, right, face first into the concrete, right. Oh, knock oh myself, no. knock myself completely out, right. Whole side of my face above my eye ripped open. These two, these, my buddy tells me these two girls go, "Oh shit, he's dead." And so they take off running. <laughs> they leave, oh my and my wow. buddy's stuck there going, "Oh man, like what do I do?" So he goes over to me, and I'm unconscious. So he yeah. says, "All right." So Can I you grab the, your wallet. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. So he calls the ambulance. Okay, and so the ambulance comes and picks me up, but the ambulance can't take the wheelchair. So he <laughs> he's stuck driving this wheelchair to to the to the hospital. Oh wow! So he he had to ride the chair all the way for like miles. For miles and miles, he had to ride the chair, and he said he was like, "Bro, I got, I got a, I got a little taste of your life there," because he's like so many times. He said one time he, when he was wheeling it, he got out of the chair because somebody wouldn't move, like people wouldn't move. They were uh-huh. just saying shit, dumb shit, and he wouldn't yeah. move. So he stopped the chair and then stood up. And this guy's about six three, you know, about two forty. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> and the people were like, Whoa, "Oh my god, what?" You know, but um. Yeah, that one was bad. I ended up with uh, about 27 stitches above my eye on that one. So you don't Gee. believe in seatbelts, apparently. I was just going to yeah, say, no. uh, for some reason, day, I don't know. No? Yeah. Nothing? Okay. I, f- I just don't. I, I, I got to feel free, bro. Sometimes I like to fly. <laughs> it served you so well. <laughs> Sometimes I like to fly. You know, the only time I take mine off, and I mentioned earlier, is when I'm around water. and Because if I... My chair goes in the lake, yeah, or if I goes sure. in the pool, oh, yeah, the last it. thing I want to be is is strapped to this anchor. I yeah. agree. There's multiple times there where I I think that if I would have been strapped in, I would have been in more injured more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, multiple Possible. times. Well, I mean, they do the day at the lake thing here in uh, Phoenix, out at Bartlett Lake, and two or three years ago, one of the guys backed up, his chair went into the lake, 
and thank God he was not strapped in, or he would have gone down. It's like a hundred feet of water. Oh, oh you, I couldn't even imagine. And that would have went fast. The chair went down. He was all right. Oh, they rescued wow. him, but uh, yeah, that, I have that, that. I have that story fear. gives me just chills just thinking about it. I have Damn, that fear every just... summer when I go out on the on the dock and on the, on the stuff like that, and when I'm going from the dock to the boat. You know, because it's oh, a change and all that stuff. One and, miscalculation yeah, one, and that's one it. little whoops. I'm in. I'm in the lake. Yeah. So that that's part of the reason I don't wear a seatbelt, and also because I don't know. I I don't like the way they look. I'm vain. So, so you wear your fanny pack instead. Fanny packs are are are, are back. Right. <laughs> you're bringing them back. You're bringing no, it back. I'm you're, not bringing them back. You're making ben them sexy again. Back. Joe Rogan brought them back, I believe. Mr. Joe Rogan. Well, yeah. that is one of the more manly. Fanny packs I've seen. Thank you. Yeah, I'll take that as a compliment. Well, it's meant that way. It's a manly pack. Yeah. I have a question. Do you guys have um, insurance on your chairs? So if it does no. go in the water, is there's no there's such thing no, as that? No. That's horrible. No. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I wouldn't even know how that, how that would begin to work. <laughs> Renters right? insurance. Maybe under homeowners if yeah, homeowners. something happened. I don't know. Yeah, do no, you have a do you have a backup chair or spare? I I did. I I currently do not now. I gave it away. I gave it to somebody else who needed it more than I did. Give it away, give it away now? Yeah. I brought um, hot chili pepper to that yeah, chair. You were d- <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So, um, but still even, I, but most of the times when I when I need a backup chair, it's not when the backup chair's there. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not going to travel with two like power chairs. You were in Vegas and yeah. needed it and it wasn't there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that one. Have you guys ever lost your chair? I've had my chair lost by airlines. Well, I lost mine on a hill. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting into my van, and uh, this is when I was in Flagstaff, but I was sitting on a hill, and as I transferred out of my chair into the van, I didn't put any brakes on my chair, and it just went zoom. Ghost Rider. And uh, I had a gentleman that got out of his car. He's like, do you want me to get this? And I'm like, Yes. Get it. I kind of need that. Stop that. <laughs> he was kind oh, enough to bring it back. But fantastic. Uh, I'm just sitting in the van like, well, I'm not going to have a chair. Yeah. Seriously, I was reaching for it. I was like, no. That is just such a sad scenario. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lone wheelchair yeah. rolling down a hill. The, o- the only the only thing that would have been worse is if I was in like San Francisco or something like that, man. Because it would have been gone. Yeah. I got a San Francisco story. I don't know about about those hills. Yeah, for sure. Go for it. So, um, you know, these batteries only last so long on these chairs. And when Amen. You're in, and when you're in somewhere like San Francisco where you're going up hills, oh, all you're the time. using that battery up. So, we're we're out again. <laughs> again, I, you notice all these all these have have. One thing in common, we're, we're, we're out at night, right? Is this is this the kicked out of bar? No, I didn't get kicked out of a bar this time. This one's this one's better. Uh, so we're going. We go out and we're just sightseeing and all this stuff like that. And I, I wasn't even paying attention to the bar power bars on my chair, right? And then I I looked down and I was like, oh no, man! I only got like two bars of power left. And we were a long ways from home, so we were. I was like, all right, we got to turn around, bro. We got to go now. So I'm with my buddy, and so we get. You know, we're going, trying to get as far as we can, and the chair just just dies, right? And so I'm like, oh, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So he starts pushing me. We put it in neutral. He starts pushing me a little bit, and he just gets winded, exhausted oh, super yeah, those fast. Those things are heavy to push. 
So a bright idea came to my mind was, hey, there's a bum over there. There's a homeless person. So I didn't mean to say bum. So there's a homeless person over there. Grab him. I was like, grab him. My buddy's like, why, dude? Tell me why first. I was like, just grab him. So he grabs the homeless person. I was like, hey, man, I'll give you 10 bucks to push me all the way back. He goes, how far are you staying? And I was like, oh, I'm just right down the street. A couple blocks, a couple blocks, a couple blocks, easy. <laughs> this poor guy pushed me all, and we had to go up those hills. He did not. He pushed me all the way back, right, because I told him I was going to give him $20 if he did it. And oh, when, I thought you said 10. Yeah, did you say 10 or 20? 20? He said 10. Because no. I'm like, for 10, holy cow. Yeah. 10 or 20, one of the two. could have been either. I would have said we have to call man. and fact check that with my buddy on that yeah. one. I can't remember. <laughs> At the point, I probably had a few alcoholic or, or adult beverages. Um, so he pushes me, and he keeps pushing me and pushing me, and he gets me all the way back. And then I go in my wallet, and I don't have any money. Oh. oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> he probably doesn't take credit cards. No. He doesn't. Guessing. Nobody, yeah. and my buddy didn't have any cash either. So I had oh, to look I had to look at this poor homeless guy and be like, uh, sorry, bro. Can I get your address? I'll <laughs> mail it to you. I was like, are you going to be in the same spot tomorrow? <laughs> uh, oh, no. I, so tell me you made it up to him somehow. Uh, there was no way to. Oh, I don't know how to man. make it up to him. You didn't like buy him a room for the night, or no, he didn't want he didn't want any food. Of that action. It was two. It was like three in the morning. Oh, <laughs> if if that guy is listening to our podcast right now, what do you want to say? To send him? me, yeah, send me your address. I will mail you quadruple that, if not ten times that, because you deserve it, my friend, for sure. But he pushed me all the way back. That's amazing, unbelievable. I love it. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how kind people really are. Sometimes. When when I, I found that and when I've been in desperate situations, people have come out of the woodwork to help. I mean yeah. they really have. Me too. Um so but then again there are times when there's no one around. And those are interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, but you are right. People people will um will go out of their way sometimes, you know, and I've I've had people help me too, for sure. Yeah. Good for them. Good for that guy. I thank you to that guy and many others and many, many others that have helped me in my throughout my uh, twenty or eighteen or twenty years of of being an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've had so many flat tires. I'm used to it now. I, I really am. I'm like, well, it's gonna on happen. Your, it's gonna happen on your car or your chair. My chair. Okay. Yeah, like here in Arizona, the spurs. They're like, they're like huge ginormous tax i mean they get in the wheel and it's you know go to my friend's flat tire go to wherever flat tire you know and i just anywhere that's not tar but they need even tar you're gonna run over glass and all this stuff you know it's it's not uncommon to get a flat tire anymore i just i just kind of take it in stride i got a couple tubes at home you know (laughs) i'm just used to it i had a pump in my car for a while so yeah, you should, that's it's a good idea to keep. But if you got, I mean, if it's got a hole in it, the pump doesn't matter. Yeah, the pump's not not gonna matter at that yeah. point. I'm like, I started thinking about. It. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing I'm gonna do other than frustrate myself at that yeah. point. So I got the uh, the hard insert tires. I did that because I I uh, <laughs> I have those too. For you. Yeah, that's pretty that based on this. You want to hear this? One? Okay. One. We got time for one more. Uh, one more. Don's got Don. I'm sure Don's got one more too. So I want. Um, I'll yeah, get this. Let's, let's do. Let's do a couple more. So I'm in Boston. Uh, uh, going to visit with my cousin, we're going to visit his friend at Harvard, um, and we're staying over there. And uh, I'm going to make this story short, but anyways, me and the guy that we were staying with, I didn't know the guy beforehand. It was my cousin's friend, right? 
we didn't we didn't get along. We didn't mm-hmm. like each other for some reason. I don't know. He was a dick. Maybe I was a dick. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we didn't get along, right? So well, we started kind of playing little pranks on each other, you know, me and that guy. Well, this guy decided a funny prank would be to put thumbtacks right by underneath the rug by the door. Oh. Right? What? So I'm going through and, and hit him, and my whole my whole chair sits what? completely sideways. And and we're and you know, there's nowhere to again when your when your chair's broke somewhere you can't I mean how do you get it fixed right you got to try to call somebody nobody's answering so we're like all right man well we got to go because I can't wheel on it with with a power chair you just can't do it I mean it wraps up in there and it's not good so <laughs> I had to ride home the whole way in the car with completely sideways like tilted over from from Boston all the way back to Michigan. Oh, completely no. sitting sideways. Oh, yeah. no. Because he put thumbtacks on Did that it. guy feel a little remorse? Me and that guy, to this day, are mortal enemies. <laughs> if I f- ever see that guy again, if I ever see yeah. that guy again, there's going to be... You got something lined up there's for gonna him be special? A, there's going to be a, a domestic disturbance. <laughs> <laughs> if you call it that. Or a distur- disturbance of some sort, for sure. Wow. My cousin definitely knows what I'm talking about. Good time. Shout out Good Time Charlie, by the way. Cause he, <laughs> that was unbelievable, though. Yeah. I had, that, one, that one really made me angry. Oh, I would be yeah. a little angry, too. But that's you got to watch yourself sometimes when you, you get prank wars. You know what I mean? I mean, you're, you're vulnerable. What'd you vulnerable? do to him to make him go to those measures? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Um, well, it wasn't really me more than it was my cousin and me. <laughs> oh, 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 you're gonna take your cousin with? Okay. <laughs> well, I, I see we, how this is. We we <laughs> emptied my urine bag and his shampoo bottle. Oh, oh my! <laughs> so when he went to go put the shampoo on, it was piss. Literally. Okay. <laughs> now this is now this is rounding out a little more. I'm having a little better understanding. So you can see how this builds up, right? I mean, it started small. You know, like we were hiding. Uh, that's not small. Hiding remotes. Like we were hiding remotes and doing weird that you know, little escalated. things. And it escalated very quickly. Very oh quickly. Oh, wow. My cousin got ringworm out of the deal. <laughs> Again, shout out my shout out Good Time Charlie on that. I'm sorry if I put too much information out there on you. <laughs> yeah, TMI. You know, um, prank wars. When I was in college, we had prank wars, and uh, man, we had some good prank wars actually. Um, but they would ambush people, and you know, in Minnesota, there's a lot of snow and it gets cold. So big storm, bunch of guys in a dorm, nothing to do. Who were gonna prank? Man, I got picked out of my wheelchair. I got pantsed and thrown in a snowbank, and then they stole my chair <laughs> and put it up in the plumbing nice. in the bathroom. So I couldn't even get to my crutches or Fantastic. my wheelchair. So I'm like, what? Fantastic. <laughs> so Wow. I, I had a buddy take me out of bed one. I was laying in bed, and, and he it was early in the morning, and we had been out all night, and I was, like, trying to get him to get me up. I mean, we were traveling. And he was just wasn't having it. He was so angry at me because I kept yelling at him, yelling at him, yelling at him. And he picked me up out of bed and sat and then just laid me on the floor. And then went right back to sleep. <laughs> I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> so I had to lay on the floor for a couple hours probably, I think it was. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. I have a few college prank stories. I'll keep them short. But there was a, a guy, when I was at ASU, there was a guy in our dorm 
Eric, who uh, has CP, and uh, he is the most innocent-looking guy you'd ever want to see. I mean, there's no way this guy could be a troublemaker. But looks can be deceiving. He loved to play pranks on people. So he would, like, lean um, a full um, garbage can full of water against the door, and when you open your door, it's just... Classic. spilled all over <laughs> so to sure. get back at him <laughs> some of my friends would do things to him like he, and he was in a power chair they would disengage his power chair push him in the elevator and hit all the buttons oh nice so he would get, <laughs> <laughs> facing the corner he would go so that was <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the, my favorite one is uh he i don't remember what he did but he just pissed everybody off and um so they disengaged his chair again and pushed him out one of the rare times it was raining in Phoenix, and they pushed him out in the rain and just set him there. And uh, some football players happened to be walking by, and they just saw some guys push a guy in a wheelchair out in the rain and leave him, not knowing that th- he totally deserved it. You know, I mean, he probably deserved it. Did worse. he turn the tables? They came running in. They were going to beat the crap out of my friends that did this. <laughs> and luckily, they talked their way out of it somehow. But. Uh, Eric uh, leads leads a charm life. He's still around here, and I love the guy. But oh, man, I, I, there's a million Eric stories I could tell. There's some good ones. You guys, yeah, I'm telling you, those were some good stories. <laughs> That's good. What do, what do we got? What's our time at? Well, we're at. We're going to questions. Is it Nina time? Yeah, it. I it, think it is. You um, got some? You got it? Yep. It's Nina time. All right, guys. So instead of questions, we're going to do kind of a general, how do you feel? What are you going to do about this whole coronavirus scare? Uh, One guy specifically asked about uh, decreased coughing and, you know, having issues with that. What are your guys' plans to make it through this pandemic now? It's officially been escalated. Cocaine and tequila works. <laughs> oh yeah, is that doctors, how, doctors' is that, orders. Is that, is that, no, there is was that a, there was a big rumor on the I'm up for going, tequila going, going on going around about. Uh, it's a good question because we are in the yeah. compromised category. We are. You know, yeah. Those of us with quadriplegia have diminished lung capacity. What so yeah, it's a, it is a uh, concern. While we were sitting here, in fact, recording this, on my phone popped up: NBA is suspending the rest of the season, and. Uh, I also said Tom Hanks is confirmed with coronavirus. So, I mean, this is serious stuff. Yeah, I watched uh, the Champions League soccer soccer game today, and uh, the PSG team they played they played a whole Champions League soccer game where there were ninety thousand seats in there. Yeah, it was completely empty, not wow. a single person in there. Really, they played the whole game. Yeah, with, no, with not a no, single per- not soccer. A single per- yeah, that's unheard of. They, they locked it down. Um, I think what I'm going to do is. Not much, to be honest with you. Um, I'm probably going to live my life like I usually do. Uh, I'll probably avoid major, major places. Like I don't, I don't plan to go any, to any Phoenix Suns games or any of the baseball games around here, um, the spring training games. I'll probably avoid those. And maybe some other places where crowds are extremely high. Yeah. Um, but I just got back from, you know what I mean? I, like I can't, I was just at Vegas at one of the biggest fights of the year. I mean, there was hundreds of thousands of people around there. Yeah. Right. We probably should have taken your temperature on the way in here. Uh, it was, it was one Oh two. Is that, is that, is good? Is that good? I thought uh, yeah, higher no, the better. No, that's bad. Higher I thought the higher the better. <laughs> what? You kidding me? I'm not a medical professional, but that sounds a little high to me. 
No, so I I'm I don't think I'm gonna do much other than try to avoid major crowds. What about you? Yeah, I same way. But uh, you know, I think if we were to catch it, how do you cough? I mean, do you have, I, uh, do you use assisted no, coughing? No, I I lean over like I, I can I can move around a lot quite a bit, and, and I, a lot of times I'll grab underneath a table like this, mm-hmm. and and I'll tighten up as much as I can and. Set yourself off a spasm <laughs> yeah, or something? Not a spasm. I have a back open pump, so spasms are very, pretty difficult to okay. come by. Um, but I, you know, I'll squeeze with my upper body and then you know kind of move forward, or I'll have somebody pound on my back while I lay yeah. over top of my legs. I was going to say, bed. you know, roll side to side, have somebody yeah. pound on your back, percussion, you know, and mm-hmm. cupped hand. Um, if you have like a vibrating massager. And just put that on your chest or if you're quadriplegic, you should have a you should right absolutely yeah. for other things if yeah not well this. <laughs> we won't go there right now but <laughs> but that's a whole sir, other episode and, is it not <laughs> yes yes it is <laughs> but uh, are you familiar with assistive coughing yeah uh, well sort of it's kind of basically a Heimlich yeah, maneuver where somebody you know pushes on right below your rib cage you know like count of three one two three you cough and they push. And it allows you to get a, I mean, as quadriplegics, we have no cough. I mean. Oh, to get the phlegm out. Get the phlegm out, yeah. Oh, wow, so you don't um, get, like, pneumonia and stuff. Right. It's really important to learn that and kind of practice that a little bit. That makes sense. And I've had times in which I've had phlegm and and you get it halfway up and then it gets caught and you almost feel like you you can't breathe and you're choking. Yeah, like you're choking on that stuff. So that's that's bad too. That assisted just gives you that extra diaphragmatic push, that extra little to get that up when it's halfway there. Hmm. Right. Okay. Have you had to do that yet? I haven't had to do that, no. Hopefully you don't ever have to. No. (laughs) Well, that coronavirus, uh, I'm not going to do, like, I'm not going to do very much either. Like, there's really not much. I'm 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 definitely not going to go out and buy all the toilet paper in the world and right. all the hand sanitizer in the world. Too late, anyhow. It's yeah, all gone. <laughs> I I know. I know. It's you know. Well, I I think one thing being lucky is as a quad for me is I I don't touch a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like because you know my hands don't necessarily work the best, so I'm not like I'm not grabbing door handles and I'm not you know like hitting toilet flushers or anything like you know what yeah. I mean. So, See, I got the opposite. I mean, I'm touching my wheels. You got wheels, grabby hands. My wheels yeah. touch the ground. <laughs> yeah, I got grabby hands. My wheels touch the ground. I'm touching everything. That's why the, I'm sitting the amount away of, from him. The amount of dirt that goes on these hands every day is ridiculous. So how often do you wash? Every time I go to the bathroom. Every time. So what's that, every four to six hours? <laughs> well, I think it every, time I, every time I eat, every time I go to the bathroom, I'm just washing my hands. It's just... Good hygiene is really what it comes down Don't to. Don't touch your mouth. Are you want, a lot of people yeah, do. Yeah, no, I'm I, a mouth toucher. I, I touch my too. mouth I'm a face all toucher. the time. My yeah. face, thank God it's not like poison ivy. Oh, right. man, I have it all over my face and everything if yeah. it was. But, yeah, I know I'm 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 a face toucher. I yeah. touch my face all the time. you gotta, you got to be, be weary of that at, at, at this time. I hear so. it's completely airborne. I mean, all you have to do is breathe, and and those face masks don't really help. And you know, I mean, there's either you're gonna get it, or you're not. I mean, really, is what it comes down to, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would say just avoid people who have the coronavirus. Well, I'm not gonna go see Tom <laughs> Hanks anytime soon. The problem Man, is Tom you don't, Hanks aren't you don't know out. who has it really, because you can go without symptoms for days. I hear really. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can go uh, for a whole, problem. like a whole Uh-oh. week or two weeks without even trouble. having symptoms. Yeah. You guys could be in trouble. I just got back from Vegas. Yeah. I'm blaming you if this happens, man. We could we have a whole Corona Corona podcast while we're secluded in in a bubble or what? As long as it <laughs> as long as it's the Corona that is in a bottle. That's the cor- That's I, I can't catch the coronavirus. I only drink Modellos. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. yeah, what do you, uh, Nina? What are you gonna do, being an RN and everything? You got to touch yeah, some uh, funky stuff. stuff all day long. Yeah, um, and the hospitals, to be honest, we're not doing too much extra there either. Um, just the same thing: hand hygiene, washing those hands, the same amount that we always do, which is every five seconds, anyways. Um, and then, like you said, watching out for symptoms. You can't. There's really no point in it. And you know, some everybody has a runny nose and you know, a sore throat right now, it's flu season. So it's really hard to be on high alert. You have everybody telling you to be on high alert, but you're high on a high alert for what? So, um, you know, we're doing our usual things in the hospital, but personally I'm doing the same things, hand washing. That's it. Staying away from the busy places if I can. Says the person who just got back from the beer festival. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, didn't the Surgeon General say you're not oh. supposed to congregate oh. more in large crowds, which uh, which uh, equals 250 people or more, in which you're drinking beverages that are handed by other people. Yeah, true. And that are that people. are that are pouring <laughs> it on a tap. That's oh. starting you know, now. Yeah. Starting now. Okay. It's an antiseptic, right? Well, yeah, it kills kill the, kill the germs. Does, does beer kill the germs? I mean, I, I thought it would. <laughs> I would assume yes. beer would not. Yeah. In my opinion, it does. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> oh, it's my real. medical opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the, what's the, we got another one? All right. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about what are properly proper terms what's accepted what's not accepted oh, down, what yeah, burns really your bottom well yeah i mean i thought we should at least address I offend the you language about seven times yeah. an episode do i not <laughs> <laughs> yeah just by looking at me it is it is an offensive look isn't it <laughs> yeah but i mean realistically some people are offended by certain language and maybe we have to address that here because sure. we're pretty freewheeling i mean I don't think any of us are really what you would call PC. I don't know about you, but I think I'm probably the closest out of all of us. Yeah, to PC, <laughs> politically <laughs> correct. Yeah, that's not something I would use to describe you. Uh, yeah, but uh, so where I work, I'm, <laughs> I work at the Center for Independent Living, and there's a big push toward people first language. Are you aware of that? Yes. Okay. So instead of saying. Um, you're quadriplegic, you would say you're a person with quadriplegia or somebody's not a blind person, they're a person with a visual impairment or something. Yeah. The person comes before the disability. So the person who's a cripple, got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you nailed it. <laughs> exactly. So I, I tell you, I, I've even heard my dad call me a cripple. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, like for me it's not a big deal. Well, that's the thing. But I mean, some of those terms are really like members-only terms, right? Right. You know, we can call each other whatever we want. Grips. Grips, gimps, whatever. Well, Wearing okay, now, gimps, blue. I don't want to be called a gimp. <laughs> I don't. Well. <laughs> Why not, Eric? <laughs> yeah. It's Explain a, that to me. It's a sexual slave term. <laughs> I'm a social worker. I'm supposed to know this stuff. Oh, as a social worker, <laughs> you, you understand bondage, do you? Well, you know, I mean. He watched Pulp Fiction. He knows. Yeah, anyone who watches Pulp Fiction knows bring out the gimp, so. 
They also know Zeb. Zeb. So you guys Zeb. didn't watch it enough, I, I guess. Yeah. No, was Zeb the second guy? No. He didn't. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Never so mind. what do you guys think about language? I mean... What do you, what do you what, are you asking? What do I prefer to be called? Um, yeah, I mean, are you are you ever uh, offended by anything? Very no. little, right? Yeah, it would have to be something of a very personal nature that only somebody knew about me that other people like would never know. Like that that maybe that would offend me, but even then, I don't. I'm very I'm very difficult to offend. Isn't it approach too? I mean, if someone's in my face. And, you know, they're being all aggressive and angsty towards me. And they use a word that normally I'd be okay with. I mean, at that point, I know where it's coming from. And I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> they mean it in a bad way. You know, and right. not in a bad way, but in a way that, you know, they want to hurt me. I, I know what you mean. It's all context. Like, I was in an elevator once with a 90-year-old woman. She said, oh, yeah, my brother was a cripple, too. So in that context, it didn't offend me. One time, though, I was rolling down the street. Somebody drove by and yelled out the window, cripple. And, you know, that was, to me, yep. offensive, you know. So same word, different contacts and uh, different meanings. I think I'm more offended by actions than I am words. If I if I was to be offended, I like, like in big crowds of people when they just don't understand or don't know how to act, I guess, around people in chairs or, or people with disabilities and like I get somewhat angry, I guess, about that more than I do of of anything anybody's ever said to me. Yeah. What about uh, euphemisms for disability, like uh, physically challenged or handicapable, those type of things? Um, I I mean I personally don't use them. I don't think I I don't think I've I've ever used one of those. But I I don't I don't I feel like as long as the person is using it to empower themselves, I. Why would it be an issue for me? You know, I, I guess that's the way I feel. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but well, sometimes it seems like people try too hard. I mean, you know, it's like I'm not a delicate flower here, people. You know, <clears throat> I can, although my wife would call me a dandelion, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's for other reasons. Um, oh, really? <laughs> well, it just, is it is it part of that? Is that part of that? Uh, you don't want to be called gimp, reason? No, Sorry. no, no. It's just like when she picks a zit on my back or something like that, oh, pop God. a blackhead, and I go, oh, and she'll be like, you're such a dandelion. It's a strange turn. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm letting you into my like personal life. Like a little flake. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just, it's, it almost seems like people try too hard sometimes, you know, I'm, I mean, just, just try not to hate. You know, People really is what I'm trying to say. What oh, we're trying they to overthink say. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like just be normal, and if that's a part of your normal context, you know, I mean, if you go down south, or you know, southeast, or you go north, anywhere else in the country, they may have different terms that they like to use, terms of endearment, actually, and we don't know. You know, so what do you think is the preferred term? You know, handicapped, disabled, physically challenged. What I think what Eric really is the best term. Eric, <laughs> yeah, dandelion. Think, yeah, dandelion. I don't. I don't know the answer to this question. To be yeah, honest, yeah. I, I, I really. Um, yeah. I don't. I have no clue. For me, because uh, when I write, you know, when you write, like when you're trying to write about it, like you, you sometimes. Sometimes I write individual with a disability, or sometimes I write disabled individual. Sometimes I write uh, what's the 
I think that's what I re- mostly what I write is those two. Okay. If, I, if I really did think, but I always think about it when I'm writing. I'm like, wait, should I actually say what is their exact, you know, a person with MS or you know what I mean, like a person with, you know, CP yeah. or you know, or a person or a quadriplegic or a yeah. paraplegic. I mean, how, should you should you break it down to that that far? I don't know. I guess I don't right. know the answer to that. So there is no answer really, but just perso- personal preference and what's the politi- politically correct way to do it. So the if I if I'm asking you if if I'm somebody who doesn't have a, a disability, what would be the the politically correct way for them to describe you? Probably a person with a, with a disability. That's probably the most widely accepted term. And then if you want to get specific, a person with quadriplegia. But yeah. uh, Most people don't know how to spell that word. Though. Right. Or they assume <laughs> a something about quadriplegia. <laughs> people, people sometimes when I tell them I'm a person with quadriplegia and I can move my arms, they say, you're not a quadriplegic. Right. No. Oh, so you should introduce them to the walking quads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those aren't quads. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? Or in Europe, you want to get, get into this? I'll get into it. No, just kidding. In Europe, the term is tetraplegia. Tetraplegia. Yeah. That yeah. sounds cool. Yeah. Actually, Tetra. I like yeah. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like it. Tetraplegia. You you know I think if if anything bothers me more the most, it's when you go places and everybody just tells you like, oh, you're you're such an inspiration just for being somewhere. That drives me nuts. I'm sorry. Yeah, just for showing up to the party. Like, wh- how am I? Well, I'm inspiring you. Why? I'm. I'm. You not see me? I'm hammered right now. You know what I mean? I'm face first on the dance floor. Who am I? Who am I inspiring? <laughs> right. But I. I mean, I understand maybe where they're coming from too. Or you know what else drives me nuts is when people, when you're somewhere I'm in the line at Walgreens and somebody, oh hey, how'd you? You know, how'd you get? In, how'd you get in a chair? Like, dude, I don't want to relive that with you right now. Like, why would I want to relive that with you right now? I'm, you know what I mean? Like, you're asking me to go back to a day that was really t- an awful day, right? And now I got to do it for an absolute stranger? Like, that stuff is more annoying to me than if somebody was to be like, hey, say crippled or disabled yeah. or, you know, whatever they want to say. Keep your attitude. I have my own. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I live by that credo. <laughs> you know, the whole inspiration thing, man, I I, I get you on that one, man. I, for a long, I still have issues with that one because I'm just like, I'm really just living my life. I'm trying to live my best life the best way I know how. And here, people are telling me I'm an inspiration. Oh, if I'm truly an inspiration, there should be some financial remuneration for this <laughs> because I need to see the results of how great, great gracious these people truly are. <laughs> well, you don't carry a tip jar with you? No, I should. Yeah, I should be I like, should. here you go. Yeah. Show me. Show me. Show me how inspiring. for 10 yeah. bucks. Yeah. yeah. You know, and... I'll I mean, inspire you for 50 bucks. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I understand that there's, there's you know, some in, there it, it can be inspiring, okay? Living one's life sure. with a disability can be inspiring. And I'm, I'm not trying to knock that. I'm just, you know, when, when I was in college and I went to the Olympics and did all that and, you know. 
I did motivational speaking and people come up and say, you're such an inspiration. And I was trying to be an inspiration at that point. Okay. But then when I was done, I'd still have people come up. You're such an inspiration. And I'd have strangers that I didn't even know come up to me and I'm like, do you know what I did? Right. And, and they, you know, obviously they don't know who I am. And yet just seeing me get into a car is their inspiration. Mm -hmm. And so I, I honestly think what it is, is it's fear. It's someone who is able-bodied and has a hard time relating and doesn't want to be in that situation and is like, hey, you're in that situation and I think you're doing great, but if I were in that situation, I don't know how I could do it. Right. And I've had people mm -hmm. tell me that too, yeah. like, hey, you're an inspiration because there's no way I could do what you do. I couldn't, I would not want to live. I would not want to do what you do to make life happen. And yet yeah. here you are doing it, fighting the odds. So, I mean, you know, it, it's. I, I feel like if you're going to say that I'm an, in, or somebody's an inspiration, like there needs to be a reason as to why you're inspired. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. Like for people like maybe that you've mentored or you, or you gave talks to. Right. Or something of right. Sort, if you value, you've added value to their life. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Right. Then, then I can see where somebody would come and say, Oh yeah, you're an inspiration. Maybe their family would say, Hey, you're an inspiration to me because you helped help your blah, 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 whatever. Right. So if I said to you right now, because of what you've been doing with this podcast, that you are an inspiration to me, would you hate me? No, if it, if you really meant it. No, I, I actually, I do. I do. Then I, sure. I think this that is amazing I would that take we're doing that this, as guys. A, I would take that as a, as a huge yeah. compliment. Yeah, um, you both are because you're living, you, you're doing this. I mean, not every, I can't get everyone to do this stuff. So <laughs> what's the fix you know? for that? Is it just more exposure, more mainstream people saying I don't look know. I'm not okay with this like I don't, I don't know. know if there is. I think yeah exposure is probably the best thing that we can ask for but but the problem with exposure is right I mean if you 90% of the time you see somebody who's being exposed I mean publicly right and exposure like somebody wheels, publicly like right? wheels. they're 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 placed and planted as an inspiration yeah. Right. Like, oh, he's so. Listen, look at this guy. He's so inspiring. Right. He's gonna do a backflip on a wheelchair. Cool, bro. Like, that's awesome. Yep. Good for you. But now he's known. That's what he's known for now. Right. You know? and, and he's always gonna be that. But if if that continues, right? I mean, if every time you see somebody with with a disability on television or somewhere in public, if they continue to be referred to as an inspiration, right? Well, wait a minute. I'll we'll never lose that. I'm just thinking of it right here. So, guy working in an office as an accountant with a disability, could that be an inspiration? Uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. It should be, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't like where we're going with this, do you, Don? No, not at all. <laughs> Don loves being an inspiration. Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, the only time we're really on the news is when somebody's climbing a mountain or doing something dramatic. Right. You know, we're not seen as just out there living everyday lives and that's a shame because that's what we're doing i mean most of us yeah so absolutely and yeah. and there is a struggle i mean i mean the truth be told there is a struggle but you know what i've been doing it all my life and i don't know any different the struggle and is real the struggle is re that's right the struggle <laughs> is real and you know it's the struggle is real and the effort is real and how i choose to live my life is real and in the end, you know, I, 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 I'm not trying to inspire people. I'm trying to live. 
Dom? I think that's a good way to end it. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I mean, what else can you say? I, I'm with it. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I said what I needed to say. Yeah. <laughs> you said more than you need to say. <laughs> Probably. We've got some blackmail material. <laughs> I've been known to do that. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we can use My this. My motto is say less for the, this year. Say less. Really? Yeah. We're going to have to work on that motto. Much. Is that a New Year's resolution? Cause yeah, say okay. less. Yeah, we're going to have to It's going to be a 15-minute podcast <laughs> next week. Starting today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you guys are the ones who want me to talk so much, for God's sake. Your stories yeah. are great. Oh, yeah, you got some good ones, man. I, I haven't done... I had tears today. The, the face plant was amazing. I just, I'm looking at your face as we're talking, and I'm noticing some of the scars that's going on, something. and I'm like, oh, that's how that I, happened. You know, I think it would be fun for people to leave in their comments some of their best stories. That'd be awesome. You know, follow too. your chair oh, we stories. we would love to hear Yeah, we can we share some of those in the next podcast. Video submissions, too. Videos would Facebook. be great. Oh, be yeah. Fantastic. You yeah, can yeah, tell yeah. us your story. Leave we us would a, repost it. Yeah. Leave us a link on YouTube or on Facebook, you know, wherever you can. And just <laughs> Leave <laughs> us a awesome. review. Yeah. You know we're five stars on iTunes. That's, like it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I so mean, we got our... Our parents to review us, I think. Yeah, that's right. Our parents are doing us well right now. Well, my, mine haven't even listened. They listened to the first one, and then my mom goes, you've had too many efforts. My mother didn't realize that I had more episodes already out because she's, like, not familiar with the the podcast thing. And so I was like, Mom, I got a couple more episodes yeah. out. You no, should I'm listen. kidding. My mom actually shared it with everybody who works for us. Yeah? Yeah. She, oh, that's she cool. Was, she was, she's a trooper, my mom. I give her I give her shit sometimes, but she's a trooper. Yeah, it's put up with you. She <laughs> yeah. has to be. Oh, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> she she shut me out of. A, we were on a cruise one time, and I was I, I was going out drinking, and uh, she didn't want to wake up to have me go to the bathroom every two, 20 minutes or thirty minutes. So she just said "f it" and shut the door, and I had to sleep in the lobby <laughs> in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Moms don't play around. Uh, no, <laughs> no joke. Love it. She was right. tired of it. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's end this show. All right. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. Till next week. Yep. Just keep rolling, fellas. You guys are inspirations. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Were you talking to the audience or us? <laughs> yeah. Good night, guys. Peace. <laughs>